definitely the first time for this company and its shares to be trading. Database uh, software maker MondoDB making its debut up 25% in its first day of trading. Let's bring in the company's president and chief executive officer. Uh, he is Dave Itacheria and uh, joins us uh, on the phone from New York City at the NASDAQ. Dave, nice, Dave, nice to have you here with us. Um, tell us about your company and what you guys do. Thanks, Carol. It's nice to uh, speak to you today. Um, so what we do is um, every application you use, an application at work, an application at home, or even an application on your mobile device needs a database. And the database is where data is stored from that application. It's actually stored, processed, and analyzed. And what's happened is that um, as our technology has evolved, Every layer of the application stack has changed except for the database layer. In fact, people are still building applications on a database technology that was introduced in the 1970s. Uh, I don't know about you, but I was using a rotary phone in the 1970s, <laughs> and now I am actually you have a computer in my pocket. And so the world has changed dramatically, and what we are is really a next-generation database designed for a world of mobile, cloud, you know, highly scalable and fault-tolerant kind of environments. Right. And we're also designed to make a developer's life incredibly easy. And so, so developers, developers have enormous influence now in how they use technology because every company is becoming a software company. Right. And so uh, uh, we're one of the most popular technologies used by developers on a worldwide basis. Interesting. Adobe, AstraZeneca, um, Bosch, Expedia, Live Nation, uh, Thermo Fisher Scientific, T-Mobile. These are the kinds of companies that you are working with selling to. That's correct. We have customers in nearly every industry using us for nearly every conceivable use case. So we truly are a next-generation general-purpose database. And um, and we feel we are well-positioned to exploit the opportunity ahead as people start looking for more modern database platforms to serve the needs uh, as their businesses evolve. As I mentioned, uh, stock's up about 28% uh, as we speak, so in this first day of trading. Tell me, though, about financials. That's what I kind of care about when a company now is public. you got to show transparency. Everybody wants to know uh, in terms of earnings, in terms of revenues, what kind of growth. You did post a net loss of $86.7 million on revenue of $100 million for the year ending January 31st. Uh, and you lost $73.5 million on revenue of $65.3 million during the previous 12 months. So you are definitely growing revenues. Tell me about, first of all, when you anticipate being profitable. Yes. Yeah, so um, for us, we, we're going after literally one of the largest markets in enterprise software. Uh, what we told investors on the roadshow, and they appreciated this, is that we are going to be fully funded with this transaction. So we won't come back to investors and need more funds to run the business. So there will be, we'll obviously live within our means. But we do believe we're, we're going after a very, very large opportunity. So we're investing heavily in R&D as well as in sales and marketing. For example, even in the U.S., we don't have a sales rep in every NFL city. Mm -hmm. uh, and in Europe, it's even worse. We're, there's many parts of Europe that uh, you know, we don't have any sales coverage. So we're investing in expanding our reach. We're investing in new products. And what cost investors got comfortable about was that our customer unit economics are very strong. You know, our customers, once they become customers, grow very quickly year over year, um, and, um, and they become profitable 
very quickly as well when you look at look at them as a as a cohort. Yeah. And so let me let me just jump in because because we have to jump. But I, one quick quick question: thirty seconds. Um, can you keep a control on sales and marketing expenses in order to acquire customers to get you to profitability and keep revenues growing? Because that can often get out of control just quickly. Yes, yes. We, um, we have uh, built a plan that we're very comfortable with in terms of living, you know, living with that plan. We will not need to raise more capital and we will get to cash flow, uh, being cash flow positive uh, with, the, with the resources that we have through the transaction. All right. Look forward to talking to you again. Interesting business. Lots of uh, companies uh, certainly uh, working in the software space, but uh, interesting take on it. The first database company to go public in more than 20 years. Dave Itacheri, uh, President and Chief Executive Officer at MongoDB. Again, their first day of trading and the stock's up about 28% in its initial debut. Let's uh, just talk a little bit about the markets overall, though, because it is the 30th anniversary of Black Monday today. We just have a few minutes left in the trading session. Let's bring in Michael Sheldon, Executive Director, Chief Investment Officer at RDM Financial Group, on the phone from Westport, Connecticut. Where were you on Black Monday? Um, I remember that day well. I actually started in the markets in 1988, so one year after that. But uh-huh. I remember reading about it and talking with people and uh, for many years to come. So it was obviously a major event and something you know, that st- stood with investors for, for quite a while. You know, a lot of people have talked about that, that day 30 days ago. And I think it's important to look at the differences between then and today. The markets have had a, a fairly significant move. They've been up for eight quarters in a row. Valuation levels now are a little bit on the high side. But I think importantly, if you look around the world, we have a combination of positive economic data, rising earnings, and low interest rates, which we think present a positive backdrop for financial markets. And importantly, if you look at then versus today, 1987 versus today, in 1987, interest rates on the 10-year bond went up from about 7% to about 10%, so a significant rise in interest rates. And in 2017, this year, interest rates are stuck around 2 to 2.5% on the 10-year. Also in 1987, excuse me, the S&P 500 was up 33% through October, so significant rise in the markets versus this year through October, we're up about 14%. And and then also, look at the market internals. Back in 1987, the advanced decline line actually peaked back in March and never made another high for the year, whereas this year, as the market advances, the advanced decline line is continuing to move higher. So it's a much healthier environment today based on both fundamentals and technicals. Having said that, Michael, we're waiting for, you know, in the next week or two, a new, the announcement of who will, you know, be at the Fed, whether it'll be Janet Yellen or somebody else. There's been talk about John Taylor, um, you know, as he's certainly in the running on the shortlist for President Trump. So his expectations based on the Taylor rule is that rates would be a lot higher if someone like that came to the Fed. And mind you, there's lots of people who weigh in on the direction of interest rates, but the Fed chief does set the tone. We could see a real change potentially in thinking at the Fed and maybe higher rates even. So would that change your thinking, though, about maybe uh, the equity markets and maybe things getting a little bit more nervous? I think uh, I think the next Fed chairman will bring some a possible instability to the market on a short-term basis. As you talked about, John Taylor, uh, currently over at Stanford, who follows a, a strict rule. If he was put in charge of the Fed, there is the theory that the interest rates would be higher than they otherwise would have been. I think will definitely creep into the markets, and that could that could cause yields to rise somewhat which wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing for the banks, but could cause a little bit of instability. There's some other um, 
candidates as well. So we'll have to wait and see. But that, that could cause a little bit of short-term instability. But I don't think we're going to see major changes at the Fed. All right. Good to get some time. Michael, thank you. Michael Sheldon, Executive Director, Chief Investment Officer at RDM Financial Group, joining us on the phone from Westport, Connecticut.